You're listening to Catholic Chicago. Ahead, the Archdiocese of Chicago brings you programs about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Welcome to Catholic Chicago. Welcome to Catholic Chicago, an edition of Catholic Chicago that we like to call Catholic Schools Today, where we focus on the great things that are happening within the Catholic school system here at the Archdiocese of Chicago. I'm Vince Girasoli. I'm the director of multimedia content here at the Archdiocese of Chicago. I can't believe when I look at the calendar that we're already getting prepared for the school year. In fact, our uh, teachers are already entering buildings, preparing the buildings. Our principals have been hard at work uh, getting them ready, and we're going to talk about that in just a second. But first of all, I want to thank you for joining us here on our stream, Catholic Chicago on YouTube, and also for listening to us on WNDZ 750 AM. We appreciate so very much that you're able to join us. Uh, and we appreciate that joining us today from the Academy of St. Benedict the African is Principal Jennifer Ferrand and Cassandra Thornton, the Assistant Principal. Thank you very much for being here this morning. I know it's a busy time and you made time for us. Oh, we're happy that you asked us to be here. You know, I know that you know all year long that August is kind of sort of we're going to be getting back to school. But is that sort of like a date that just comes too quickly? Or how do you make sure that that when this date approaches, you're prepared for it? I think it's a lot of piecemeal work along during the summer getting ready and then really coordinating with Mrs. Thornton to make sure that we're ready to go for next week when the teachers come back and then in two weeks when the kids come back. Absolutely. I think that I think there's a lot of ideas that we have at the end of the year, kind of like note taking and things like little bits of planning and then coming back to it during the summer. I know. Saying, oh, yeah. Remember that? We're yeah. going to do that. Well, I know more than my fair share of teachers, Catholic school teachers and also uh, teachers in other school systems. Summer is really not a time off, is it? I mean, you try to make sure it's time off, but it isn't. You're preparing for the coming school year. Yeah, and I think um, I was out for a couple weeks in July, which was lovely. But, you know, from the minute school ends till teachers come back on next week, we're we're planning all along. You know, you're visiting where we were and then where we want to go and starting to get those plans into action. And then there's all the other stuff like ordering books and making sure that we have all the technical and logistical things in place to start the school year. Now, it may have been different last year. Help me understand. I'm going to talk about the pandemic. Uh, was last year the first year you felt like it was back to the normal rhythm, or is this going to be that year? Yeah, that's a really good question, Vince. I think, I feel like this year is the year. Last year was better. It was better, but we still, I think it was still COVID, and we were still a little bit, on our day-to-day minds, I don't think about it so much every day right now. I don't know Mrs. Thornton thinks about that. I think it's 
I think last year we thought that maybe we were getting back to it, but it, there was still a lot of pieces still there. A lot of, I, I think there's always still going to be that effect. Right, but, but it looks it looks like we'll be more in the rhythm that we were all accustomed to. I think so. uh, the rhythm. I that, think this now. It, yeah, I agree. Well, I'm looking forward to that. So, as families are getting ready for the coming school year, what is happening at this time of year? What should families be doing to prepare? I I think one of the biggest things is getting their kids on the correct sleep routine, so that you know, coming off of staying up late in the summer, sleeping in late. We want them getting ready for um, the school day. And we start early here. I mean, our school day starts at 745. So it's a big, big shift from, you know, sleeping in in the morning. Um, I think so those routines are really important. And I think even getting the kids used to packing that backpack and having it by the door and all those little things that make the morning run more smoothly. St. Benedict the African is located on the south side. Um, tell me a little bit more about the population at the school in terms of how many students you have enrolled. And I understand you've been growing in recent years. We have been. Mrs. Thornton, you want to start and then I'll, I'll fill in? Yes. Right now, as, as of today, we're at 271, I believe. And we, I'd say just since the past couple of weeks, we've had just families coming in every day, like two or three families coming in, we're giving them tours and it's just, we've had a lot of referrals. Our, the, our families here, they go out, they tell their friends, their neighbors, and it's, it's great. We also have a lot of legacy families. You know, they're, yesterday we were talking with a, a mom and her daughter, the dad had gone here. We were looking on our wall of all our past graduates and she found her dad, she found her aunt. She was even saying she knew a couple of others, you know, just other cousins in the family she was able to see. It's just, it, I mean, it's amazing that we've been able to just grow by word of mouth and just a good reputation. Um, uh, I think, you know, we serve, <clears throat> we serve a community that's been historically underserved in an environment that loves and embraces the kids in the building and their families. You know, we believe that we're serving not only the kids, but their families as well. We, in the pandemic, when <clears throat> early childhood really took a hit because, you know, they preschool kids stayed home because parents were there. We were down to 207. And over the past three years, we've built it up and our enrollment growth right now is at 10% higher than we were last year, which was 10% higher than the year before. We are almost at maximum capacity, which is really a testament to the people who work in this building and work so hard for our families and children, because those families, like Mrs. Thorne said, go and tell their friends. <clears throat> so we're starting now to have wait lists in almost every classroom. We have room in, we have a couple of spaces in preschool and then a couple of classes with one or two seats left. And then we're going to, we're going to max out, which is a great problem to have, but um, we're really excited for the school year. It sure is. And I'm sure, I'm not going to say it's a problem, but uh, probably an issue you have to tackle is that with so many new families coming in, you want to welcome them into the community. And I'm sure that you sponsor programs and events to make them feel welcome. You can go, Cass. Tell them. Oh, yeah, no, I was, one of the things 
that um, we do in the beginning of the year is we have a back to school, well, we have an back to school ice cream social for all the families to come in and uh, meet the new teachers, bring back their supplies. Something and about ice cream just, just has a way of bringing yeah, people right? together, doesn't it? <laughs> ice cream, I'm there. Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah. Absolutely. And then an orientation for the new families and then also a way for everyone to come come together and thank the community is yesterday we had our first responder barbecue, which is our sixth annual first responder barbecue that we do to thank the uh, District 7 uh, CPD. The first and responders. The and I know we had our cameras there, too. I think we have some video that we're going to be showing. Yeah. But boy, I wish I could have been there because every year we, uh, we try to go and um, get a taste of the wonderful barbecue that I believe folks start putting together at seven o'clock in the morning. But once again, this helps create community and this helps welcome people uh, to not only just to the parish, but to the school as well and gives them a sense of belonging. It does. And I think, you know, I know Clinton had some good eating when he was filming yesterday, <laughs> but it's really just a joyous time in our new families who come and our existing families who come. <clears throat> there's a real sense of spirit and togetherness. And Deacon Gill just does a phenomenal job uh, with all the meat and the cooking. And you're right, he is in early and he comes in the day before as well to um, clean the grills and get everything ready. So it's just a really fun and beautiful day. You know, you were talking, a, first of all, we're looking at this cake. I wish there was, I, I'm a, a sucker for cake. So <laughs> I, I, wish, I wish I, I would have been there to get a piece of it, but um, I'll, try, I'll be sure to come by, make an excuse to come by next year. Uh, but uh, we were talking about how your community, uh, it, it, it could be hard. It's an underserved community that it could be hard sometimes for families to put together the supplies that are needed um, for the school year. And I know uh, that there are many efforts throughout the city of Chicago and also within the archdiocese to make sure that students at the school can have the supplies that they need. That's definitely true. We partner with Holy Name Cathedral and they do a drive, I believe it was last weekend or the weekend before for our kiddos. And one of the things we asked for is, you know, we're well-resourced in technology and that's through the you know, the generosity of donors for our school, but the kids need cases to carry those. And that, and those are a little bit of an expense for the families. So we asked that they could help us get some more cases for the kids so they can protect their Chromebooks going back and forth from school, especially our older children. Um, so I think, you know, having Holy Name partner with us, St. Teresa of Avila has partnered with us and some other organizations, um, Teamwork Englewood, and things like that have helped us as well. Make sure our kids have everything they need for a great year. Let me just make sure I mention those organizations again, because I'm sure some of our viewers and listeners might want to contribute in this effort. So you have partnered with Holy Name Cathedral and St. Teresa of Avila, correct? Mm -hmm. And then there, yes. was, there was one more organization. Uh, Teamwork Englewood, and that we've te teamed up with them to make sure that we serve the community, whether it's kids in our building, or people who live near the school. So we've worked with them as well. And that last group we've worked with is Enchanted Backpack. Um, it has a connection with Big Shoulders Fund, but they have brought in supplies and clothing, um, all sorts of things that our families could use 
to help. So Enchanted Backpack's a wonderful organization that helps so many schools in the Chicagoland area, public and private. So if you're listening or watching, keep those organizations in mind if you'd like to help families prepare for the school year. You know, it, I remember my uh, children's first day at Catholic school, and um, it, it, we were a new family. We had just moved to the Chicago area, and my children were, you know, they had not even been going to the church because we had just moved there. So it was just a, a, a brand new experience for us when we walked through the door. And I know both of my children, who were quite young at the time, were a little bit nervous. But they stepped into an environment that was so welcoming, and that feeling still exists over 20 years later now that my daughters are young women. Um, they really formed a community at their school their best friends are still the friends that they made at Catholic school, even though they went on to different colleges and in different high schools. And uh, that really is a testament to the work of your teachers and to the work of both of you as principal and assistant principal. I know that exists in just about every single Catholic school we have here in Chicago. I think so. You know, people will walk into our building who, you know, aren't here every day, and they'll say there's just a feeling, and I remember it from the first day I walked in this building, I guess 10 years ago, it, there's a feeling in this building. It's just something, and it's just really, really special. Uh, should I, so that was when we built we built a chapel in our school, or prayer space, and Cardinal Supich came out and blessed it during Catholic Schools Week. It was a really powerful ceremony for our kids, and really to have the, and there it is, to have the Cardinal here was just so cool for everybody. Well, uh, we wish you the best of luck. I know that uh, you have uh, less than two weeks now to get everything ready for everyone, but uh, it'll be a busy time, but it'll also be a wonderful time as you get back together with your community and move forward through the school year. I want to thank you very much, Jennifer and Cassandra, for joining us this morning. And, um, you know, make sure to have some ice cream to bring everybody together. Maybe you can have a teacher's <laughs> ice cream social. And uh, thank you also for the good work you do uh, with the children uh, in our community because uh, you uh, – help them find their roots, but also find their wings and develop into productive and, and, and uh, creative people uh, who uh, serve the community once they leave your school. So thank you very much for all you do. Well, thank you. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good rest of the day. And don't go away because Thanks. we have more Catholic schools today coming your way right after this short break. Catholic Charities After Supper Visions program offers guests of our Tuesday night supper the opportunity to learn the art of photography. These talented guests, who are often experiencing homelessness, are offered disposable cameras and they work with volunteer professional photographers to learn the basics of taking photos. Then, the artists go out and capture images on film of anything they find to be beautiful or interesting in the world. Meet the artists and see their extraordinary photos at this year's After Supper Visions photo exhibition on Friday, September 22nd from 5 to 7 p.m. in Vincent Hall at 721 North LaSalle Street. That's Friday, September 22nd from 5 to 7 p.m. Visit After Supper Visions for more information. At After Supper Visions, we are developing film, talent, and hope. 
always say, how can you spend your day with three-year-olds? Seeing the changes that they go through and just the journey and how they grow, this is a very rewarding job. Even though at the end of the day, we're not the highest paid people on earth. And when I have a parent contact me and say, my child loves school, that to me, I'm setting that foundation for their love of learning. Because really you are changing lives, you are molding lives. Shape the next generation of leaders. Teach. Apply today at artchicago.org slash schooljobs. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Catholic Schools Today. I'm Vince Girasoli, and we are talking about all the great, wonderful things that happen inside our Catholic schools. But a lot of that couldn't happen without our staff, without our teachers. And uh, there are some opportunities for you to join this community. So we are joined now by Rose Carbone. She is the Senior Manager for Talent Acquisitions and Employment Opportunities with Catholic Schools. Rose, thank you very much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm glad to be here. Yeah. So we keep talking about how the school year creeps up on us. Yes. And, uh, you know, parents are busy running around making sure that the, first of all, that the kids had enough fun over the summer. <laughs> uh, then they're also glad that they're going back to school, but they have to get their books together, their backpacks together, things like that. Teachers have to prepare their rooms, but also there's a need because more folks are coming into our schools. We have a need for more teachers, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, we found over the past couple of years that there is a, a large teacher shortage. So we're doing everything that we can to make sure that our young scholars have what they need in the classroom as well. And that includes, you know, the teachers. It's very important. And it's been one of our focuses um, and our highest priority initiative is to recruit teachers for our Catholic schools. Uh, is there one particular type of teacher that you're looking for? Like we have, a, we need a lot of third grade teachers or we need a lot of music teachers. That's a great question. So um, we need a lot of teachers. Mm -hmm. Well, um, we actually need an abundance of elementary and that can range anywhere from second grade to fourth or fifth grade and then middle school so we find that it, because it's a certain discipline that they need in education whether it's math or science or ELA so those are our focuses as well you know I, I imagine if someone is out there listening now and hadn't thought about applying for a position at a Catholic school before what can you say to that person about teaching in one of Chicago's Catholic schools what what can what qualities do they tend to have and how can they best serve their community and say this is an opportunity for me that's a great question you know looking at it from from my perspective as a mom i would say patience because you're working with young children but also a a, a willing and wanting to serve wanting to look past um the public schools and really wanting to make a difference in the schools and when you come to one of our catholic schools there is a piece about it and even when i enter it not as an educator but as someone from you know the archdiocese going to visit a school i always find there's such happiness and there's such joy in the environment and the kids are happy the the staff is happy so if you're looking for 
that peace when you go to work, then this is one of the places that you want to be at. Um, I would also say that if you have your if you have your bachelor's degree with the Office of Catholic Schools, you don't need to have your license. We are going to work with you, coach you, and develop you in all the skills that you're going to need to be a successful teacher, and we're going to help you in that path to get your licensure. So if you're looking for a career change and you're looking to make a difference in the lives of these young Catholic scholars, then definitely come to and apply to one of our schools. You know, this this is an era when a lot of people have been reexamining um, what they do for a living, what their purpose is in life, what brings them joy, and uh, how they can best spend their day so that they could bring enrichment to others. And people have been switching careers. Right. And that is why I think a number of people have kept in the back of their heads sometime uh, saying, you know, I think I could teach. You know, and they don't have that, that necessarily that, that licensure that you were talking right. about. But actually, it is an opportunity for them. 100%. Um, I was speaking with some of the leaders at the Office of Catholic Schools, and they were explaining to me the curriculum for new teachers. And part of that is to coach and develop them with classroom management and helping them have hard conversations with parents, being able to put together a curriculum that is goal and oriented driven and service driven. So I, I say to people out there that are looking to make that change, don't, don't be scared of it because you're going to have the support. And that is one thing that if, you, if you're not aware, the support the supportive environment and the, collaborat- the collaboration that is within the school community is so vast that you're never going to feel alone. You're going to be part of a family that is always going to be there to help you. I understand that uh, you have a particular need out there right now for uh, teachers of Spanish, correct? Yes, yes. So for um, many of the West and South Side schools, we need a lot of bilingual teachers. So if you... Okay, so let me correct myself. Yes. So it's not that you need teachers who can speak, who can teach Spanish, but you have a profound need for teachers who can also speak Spanish. Exactly, exactly. Um, uh, Sam... Procopius? Yes. Mm-hmm. St. Procopius. Yes. Yeah. So it is a... We bi- always have to pause on I know. That I have to. Yes. Yes. It's kind of like percussion. Procopius. There See, we go. Procopius. Procopius. <laughs> I didn't think about Procopius. it like that. Okay. Now I do. Okay. But yes, so that school is bilingual and we definitely have a strong need for bilingual teachers. But we also, you know, look at teachers that um, can teach you know, whether it's English or Spanish at the school itself. But yes, down um, in the high high volume and high population of Spanish-speaking um, areas of Chicago, we definitely need bilingual teachers. Yeah, so I think I, you, you were kind enough to give me a list ahead I did. of time. Yes. So you need a bilingual elementary teacher for first or second grades and bilingual English reading and writing specialists for kindergarten and second grade. That's at St. Procopius. Correct. And then uh, we also have um, middle, a need for middle school uh, Spanish-speaking teachers at St. Michael. Correct? Yes, sir. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. And then also, if you know, if you're listening, keep, keep some of these positions in mind. At Christ the King School, there's an opportunity for part-time, uh, not just a, but several part-time Spanish-speaking Correct. teachers. And then at Saint Agnes of Bohemia, there are also needs for Spanish teachers for all grades, and that goes all the way through middle school. Some of our schools don't go all the way up to eighth grade. That's correct. But, um, 
St. Agnes of Bohemia is one of those schools. Um, also on this list is uh, the school where my children went to, Pope John the Twenty Third. There are some part-time teacher positions there for those who speak Spanish. I think sometimes people don't realize how many people are speaking Spanish uh, within the Archdiocese of Chicago. It's over over forty percent uh, of the faithful in the Archdiocese. That's are Spanish correct. speaking. That's correct. Um, myself, I'm bilingual, um, and I think it would have been very helpful for me growing up to have um, bilingual teachers, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when you're talking about, I want to go back to where you're talking about part-time positions. That's something people don't think about when they think about teaching. They don't think, oh, I can do that part-time. I think the first thought is, oh, Monday through Friday during school hours. But there is a great opportunity for part-time teachers and teacher's aides and paraprofessionals. We also need substitute teachers and permanent substitute teachers. We may have a teacher that goes out on maternity leave and we need someone to cover their classroom during their entire leave. So I, I urge you know, whether you're a stay-at-home mom, stay-at-home dad, and you're looking to, or you're looking to make that career change, definitely reach out to us and see what's available because I'm pretty sure that we can help and accommodate. We're talking about all different positions that are available. So if we've piqued the interest of some folks, uh, how can they actually find out more about these positions? Where should we direct them? Absolutely. So they can go to our website, which is www.archchicago.org. Or if they have any questions regarding some of the positions, they can go to careers at archchicago.org. And then there'll be areas there where they can actually... That's correct. Are, are the jobs individually listed? or the... They are on our website. So when you go to, our, to the artchicago.org website, you're going to scroll down to careers. And then on the left-hand uh, side of the page, you're going to be able to look at career opportunities within the archdiocese, career opportunities at parishes, and teaching positions at the schools. You know, we were talking about how the school year is swiftly approaching so I, I would be remiss if I didn't ask, you know, we're getting kind of sort of to the moment when we got to be there. Um, what do you, what, I mean, are, are we going to be in a position where some people might start after the start of the school year? I don't think that they're going to start after the start of the school year. I think we're going to be in a position where they're starting the week of the school year. Right. Mm-hmm. But we are doing everything to ensure that the classrooms are ready for the students and the staff is ready for the students. So that's internally people are working to make sure everything's ready. 100 percent. And then you'll be able to plug in the teachers as they arrive. That is correct. Um, if Once again, if someone's out there listening and they're interested, um, how long does the process take? Like if they applied tomorrow... How long might it be until That's they a get great, an interview? That is a great question. So an initial interview may be 24 to 48 hours, but the turnaround time would be within a week. We have to definitely um, do, a, we do a background check and we do a verification of employment. And that usually takes about 24 to 48 hours. And again, we want to make sure that um, the safety of our children that are attending our schools comes first. So you have to do the so standard do background do checks. The sta- yes. yes. You know, I you know some people who might have kept this in the back of their mind might want to talk to someone to just talk it through. So if somebody's there saying, you know, I think I might be, you know, I'm in my next chapter. Since I'm old now, I'm thinking about the next chapter. So there might be someone else in a position like me saying, oh, what will my next chapter be? Who can they talk to? Can you put them in touch with someone to learn a little bit more about whether finishing the application process and starting as a teacher is right for them? Absolutely, absolutely. So if they 
have those questions in mind, they can actually, when they send, they can send the email to careers at artchicago.org, and they can list their questions, and someone will be in contact with them. And if it's not me, it will definitely be one of our recruiters. And if they're interested in a specific school or area, we can put them in touch with that school leader or principal. Do you have uh, any particular stories about someone who, you know, this became their next chapter, someone you, you've interviewed recently, and you've just been so happy they signed <laughs> on the dotted line? Um, actually, you know, I there have been quite a few. I, ha- I met um, a mom not too long ago, and it wasn't here, um, but I did, when I was here, actually, but I did meet a mom not too long ago, um, and she had been a marketing director for a large corporation, and decided to take her, you know, parental leave. And then while she was doing that, she found that she was continuously, you know, teaching her young child. And then that young child turned into a five-year-old child and decided, you know what, I don't think I want to go back into marketing. I think I want to take what I'm learning by teaching my child with other children. So um, she ended up applying and it wasn't here with the archdiocese, but applying at one of our, you know, at a local school as a teacher's aide actually and decided, you know, this is where I want to be, and went into teaching, got her PEL, which is her licensure, and is now, you know, a fully uh, full-time teacher. You know, we always, I guess I, I talk about my family a little bit too much, but I, I think what, what I just find so comforting is how the presence of the, the elementary school that my children went to, Pope John the Twenty Third is still with them and with our family to this day. We just dedicated a brand new studio space here mm-hmm. uh, at the Archdiocese. And there were people from Pope John the Twenty Third who were at that dedication. Um, and just seeing them again brought back all the memories of the times we spent. I mean, we grew up together, all of us grew up together. We grew up as a family. My children uh, grew into teenagers. Uh, and uh, the community continues to exist far beyond the last day that your children attend those schools. You know, you say that, and that resonates with me because, so I grew up, my father was in the military, so we didn't stay at one place too long. Um, Fast forward, I met my husband, and he's born and raised here in Chicago. He went to St. Juliana. His brother and his sister went to St. Juliana. They lived down the street. Um, not being from Chicago, when I was meeting his friends, and I tell people this story, they would always ask me, oh, what parish do you belong to? And at first, you know, I've attended Catholic Church, I grew up Catholic, but not in the sense of the community that you have here in Chicago. Um, and I, I was just taken aback how it wasn't what neighborhood do you belong to, but it's what parish do you belong to. Mm-hmm. And as a I... A very Chicago question. It's a very Chicago... <laughs> yes, yes. And... I, I think it is so warm and so welcoming and so, to me, I mean, I say the word neat, but it, that doesn't give it enough power of the sense of community and family that my husband has had with St. Juliana and his friends, they went to grammar school together. And it stays and now, with you. I know, for yes. example, I have a daughter who lives out in the Seattle area mm-hmm. and her roommate is her best friend from when they were in third grade together. Yep. You know, that friendships formed from back then. My other daughter, her best friend is her friend from when they were elementary students together. And we're friends with the parents as well. And it, it's just amazing the communities uh, that, that are created, the sense of belonging that's created. And to circle it back to why we're here today to talking about recruiting teachers. But teachers played 
an integral role in creating that sense of community and then for the children in creating a sense of uh, self-confidence. 100%. I mean, I remember my third grade teacher, Mrs. Torma, and and I was at Fort Riley, um, sorry, Fort Story, Virginia, and I still remember her. She was my favorite teacher. So teachers, they play such an integral role in in someone's lives. And I just think it's so important to find the right fit. And if you believe that you are the right fit for one of our schools, then please reach out and apply. You know, and while we're talking about teachers and encouraging them to apply, we also have to remind folks that there are scholarship uh, opportunities at our schools. Uh, Attending a Catholic school, sometimes people think it's out of their reach, that that it's not possible to pay the tuition. Correct. Um, our tuitions are not as high as at some other schools, but there are also many assistance programs. So as we're here trying to convince people to come on board and, and, and apply for these teaching positions to help create this greater community that we're talking about, also if you're a parent, there are, uh, don't think that a Catholic school is beyond your reach because there are, there are assistance uh, opportunities out Absolutely. there as well. Um, if we go to a school today, yes. um, you know, how, what does that support system look like for a brand new teacher? In other words, is it the principal who's going to be there? Do they have a, uh, a partner teacher that sort of holds their hand? Or That's a, another great question. So they have mentors and they have partner teachers, but they, we also have regional directors that have a plan in place for that coaching and development um, in specific areas like curriculum, classroom management, um, and the principal will be working if not weekly, but monthly with the teacher to make sure that they have a successful school year. Uh, do you remember, have a favorite teacher you remember? Mrs. Torma. <laughs> That's right. We were talking about That's her before. Right. What did she? Do, what did she teach you? It was third grade, and I just remember learning my multiplication tables at that time. Mm-hmm. And I remember coming home, and I had straight A's, and this is when the Donahue show was on, so now I'm aging myself. And uh, if, Well, if you remember the Donahue I show, do. you look you look very good for someone who remembers the Donahue show. I do. So. It, was, it was so funny because I came home, and I had all these balloons because I had just received straight A's, and I was so excited, but the Donahue show was on, and... Um, my my third grade teacher had sent my mom a note saying what a great job I had done, and I was just very excited, and I still just remember her to this day. You know, I taught school for two years, um, and I taught in Italy in, in the city of Florence, and um, I was just so impressed with the energy I felt. I never, I, I didn't expect to feel the energy that I felt after I left the school. In other words, it brightened my day. Right. It was, it was, you know, and, and I was living far away from my family. I was a, a very young man. This was sort of an adventure I decided I was going to do. But I was on my own. And the students just, you know, some days I would pine away from my Italian family. And the students would just lift me up um, in, in ways I never expected. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and, and that kind of energy. And it's funny because it, we were traveling in Italy last, last October and uh, we went on a tour of the Uffizi Gallery. And the young woman who was our tour guide went to the school where I taught. Oh, my goodness. She wasn't one of my students, but she was there when I taught. So she wasn't so young. But, um, but she was there when I taught. And I just thought, you know, what a small world it is. But uh, there is that, and that energy still existed um, to this day. So it was... Uh, That's fantastic. Quite interesting. Okay, Rose, let's go over one more time. If yes, somebody sir. is interested in applying for one of these positions, what do they need to do? So if you are interested in applying for any of the positions, you can go to www.careers.artchicago.org. 
If you have questions, you can also shoot your questions out in that email to that uh, email address. If you are looking to see what type of career you're looking for um, or what school, whether it's at a parish, um, a school, or at the Archdiocese itself, you can go to our website, which is artchicago.org, and scroll down to the careers page, and you can look to see what positions we have available. Okay, thank you so much. Rose, I want to thank you for joining us today. I, I, thank I truly you so appreciate much for it. having me. Um, and if you're out there, you've been uh, listening to us today, and you've been wondering, you know, is teaching for me? Is this the right moment? It could be the right moment. It really and could. you don't have to be ready to apply. You just have to be ready to uh, maybe talk with someone who can who can take you through yes, the process. Yes. Okay. Thank you so much for joining us. And I want to thank you for joining us on our stream and on WNDZ 750 AM. Uh, we like to call this program Catholic Schools Today, but it's part of our uh, greater programming that we put together here at the Archdiocese of Chicago that we call Catholic Chicago. You can always catch us on our YouTube channel. Listen to us every morning from 8 to 9 a.m. on WNDZ. Uh, thank you so very much for joining us. We'll see you next time. <laughs>